0: You're a f-ing Put it this way, I think Sammy Callum might as well just change his name to Invader 1. I want to
1: know why. Like, you can dodge any question. Like, I'll tell anyone that. You can tell me the But I'm going to ask a specific question. Promotional consideration. paid for by the following
0: WrestlingNewsSource.com. All the rest of you Yahoos are out there dilly dallying your little wankers. We're actually receiving real wrestling news. This is f-ing. Brett Screw. Brett. Who different. are you to, to, to doubt L. Daniels? This guy's a serious professional, rep,
1: rep. rep. Hold two. Arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hurst Helps. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes.
0: I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. So sort it's of Yeah, they do. Hey, what's up, TIW Mafia? It's the Yeti. Uh, make sure you're following us at Three Irish Boys with a Z on Twitter, Facebook, the Instagram. Also, JP and I are on there. Uh, I am at 406 Yeti. JP, what's your handle on there, big dude? Uh,
1: JPTIW.
0: Oh, that's right, JPTIW. You, you got the Irish whip in there.
1: That's right, I got it. Yeah.
0: As always, you're going to find us on WrestlingNewsSource.com. Um, also on Podcoin, folks. If you are not uh, keen to Podcoin yet, you should be keen to Podcoin because you actually get rewarded for listening to us talk shit about everything that we love about wrestling. While we don't. You, so once again, at Three Irish Boys with a Z, JP. You know more specifically. Plus, uh, I want you to properly introduce our
1: guest for tonight. So, for years, he called me peepee, like a penis. There was PP instead of JP at the start of every show that we were on together. But for so many of those shows, like, me and Robbie would just sit down for, like, an hour before the shows and just have, like, good conversation. So, Robbie is actually somebody in wrestling that is a good friend of mine. And I hate the term brother in wrestling, but he is a brother to me. You
0: didn't he answer is... my question. Before you, inter- before you introduce him, you didn't answer my question. Is that in a reference
1: to a penis? That, 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 Robbie...
2: Uh, I'm sure Robbie didn't think
1: I was I'm sure you didn't think I was going to bring that up
2: No I totally <laughs> was going to say something to before but damn you gave me to the punch but no I think that was just like you said Like you sat down before all the shows and I think it was just one of those days where we had a bunch of people and I think someone just said it wrong and, or I, <laughs> someone misheard say JP and I was like oh PP and back at that point, it kind of just—I think it just stuck. At that point,
0: yeah. So that's neither a positive or negative for you, as far as a <laughs> penis reference from either of you. So let's just move on. and You can introduce
1: some JP. So he—he's been known as so many names over the past couple of years, but it's the giant, the at giant r a a on Twitter. Anyway, uh, correct. The you should giant, spell it out
0: because you should spell it out because your accent like a
1: Sasha or Sasha The Giant it's Giant R A A on Twitter R R R A A He is the giant Robbie Gamble um he's been so I, I think the Giants been most of your time but I mean you've been what was it uh, there was a little thing there, JBL I was J
2: yep I was JBL for Extreme Rules Pay-Per-View back in 2013,
1: uh, 13, the WLC uh, match
2: for the yeah for the one and only match of uh, WLC that they've had with Hornswoggle versus El Torito,
1: and for a very short period of time, short period of time, I had to get <laughs> you back for the PP you were gonna do. You will remember, you will remember Degeneration X. Uh,
2: well, no, technically, um, everyone gets it wrong. Because, yeah. actually, we were part of Hornswoggle's DX. His thing was he formed his own DX to make it to make himself look more important to DX to kind of win them over. So, technically, we were part of uh, Hornswoggle's version of DX, lowercase DX, oh. as I like to refer to it as. <laughs>
1: now, I want to get right down to your beginning and just work from there because, like, your career has been... I, like from, the every semen. Person, from the
0: semen that's what we want to do is we want to get from the semen all the way through
1: <laughs> i feel like every person that we've had on has had their own path and it's been <laughs> like we had dave cole a couple weeks ago robbie and like dave's path the yep. way he's at now is different than anyone else's and i feel like yours so where does a little person go to train to be a professional wrestler well a
2: uh, little person actually trains uh with everybody else uh Basically, growing up, me and uh, my best friend uh, Ian Conley, who later would become my tag partner for a little bit, we always just wanted to find a place and learn the learn actually what to do. And we were uh, gonna go actually a year uh, in a year advance. We were gonna go to a top rope training session because they were they advertised sixteen. You had to be sixteen and over. But at the time I was sixteen, but Ian was only fifteen. So I didn't wanna jump ahead with them, so I figured I'd wait the year. And then we actually went to a local show that was run running one night and uh they advertised for a school and between the ages of fourteen and sixteen, if your parents signed off, you were okay to sign up. So we actually talked and uh the guy were in charge was actually Ring of Honor's Brutal Bob Evans. Nice. So uh thanks. So thanks to Bob Evans, his uh, his his school when he was running uh, all those years back is where we actually started getting my feet wet. That's,
1: that is, it's it's cool, and I wanted to. I knew I obviously knew that, but I wanted to just get that across because <laughs> you you do your thing now with the the midget wrestling, but you spent years wrestling guys that were. Uh, I close to twice your size at sometimes.
2: Uh, yeah. I'm really excited, especially well for people that don't know Max Power, I think he was very he was taller than Handsome Johnny or Hanson or Ivar, however we're gonna call him here. It's, but it's, basically, yeah. The, <laughs> I start I started right away with the big with the big boys and had to work my way and earn my way through getting tossed around and running around with those giants every night. No, uh,
0: JP. Let me ask you this question. So, four uh, eleven, right? Almost five four clo- clo- Okay. How yeah. how tall is Ray? 5'5"? Um, five, 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 five. I think, no, five, he, I think he, Ray's actually he,
1: five six.
2: No, um, I don't know what he's a little less than that because actually, uh mean, we can get to it later on. But I've come encounters with him, and he actually it's not that far off from right, uh, so, from me, actually. Really?
0: So the only reason I ask yeah. that is because re- relatively, when you watch, like when I watch Ray in the ring, right? Because you've you've obviously watched Robbie in the in the ring, and I've yeah. seen him a little bit. But when you when you watch Ray in the ring, that's relative. What you're seeing is you're hitting that second rope instead of the third rope, and that's the only reason I ask as far as Ray. I mean, he's he's pretty short, man. A little yeah, bit. That's... and that was actually that. But
2: that was like one of my biggest inspirations, also for. Want to wrestle with the big guys because you saw a guy like Ray doing that week in and week out, especially from WCW days to, to the WWE.
1: No. But who was it? Was it Ray that took you to the point where you said, "I want to train"? Like obviously, like Ray told you, you could train, but what made you want to?
2: Uh, well, first it was Ray, obviously, because you know, growing up, I was always the runt of the uh, school or the group, so. You know, the size thing always, you know, discounted me from thinking I could do something and then started watching WCW. And, you know, uh, at the time, uh, Ray was one of the head cruiserweight showcase stars. And then he actually did a thing where he took his mask off. So when you see his size, you saw how young he was, it kind of that was probably the point where I was like, hey, like someone this small can do it. Why can't I? And then it grew into watching guys like Spike Dudley, who wasn't in, obviously he was in shape, but he wasn't the biggest, one of the biggest people. But at the same time, is he got, you know, he fought every week, every show, yeah. came back and wrestled mm-hmm. some more. So I figured, you know what, you don't have to be the best, but as long as you work hard and have like the heart of the underdog, then maybe there's a chance for
1: everybody. So That's, I just you know, saw kinda... him at a top rope show and he's, I think it might have been his last match. It seemed like he gave a little farewell speech at the end against, against Tommy Draymond, which was really cool to see. just to see Spike versus Tommy and a small setting like that. And he's still not the biggest guy in the room. <laughs> no, it's, no, he's, de- he's definitely not. Now, where do you go? So you have your first match. Like, what... What promotions? What prominent kind of promotions did you work for? Obviously, you know EPW. I think was Bob's and NECW, PWF, and all that stuff. But I mean, we obvious and WWE clearly. But like, what were the bigger? What were the spots you worked for on the independent scene?
2: I didn't really have any goals
1: when I started. I kind of just
2: wanted to get out there and get as much experience as much match time and kind of just get my name out there so i you know like i said i started with bob for epw i did ncw they gave me a chance to kind of be um another home to be a frequent uh user for um obviously when matt kyle and all them opened the doors for me to start pwf obviously but um it all kind of more started, like, I didn't really have a consistency, I guess you could say, because of my size, until I probably met short sleeve, And then when I met short sleeve Samson, he kind of just took me everywhere. So for probably a while of my career, I was just kind of going in and out of shows and places just to get my name out there around the U.S., around, you know,
1: New England and Oops. all that. Yeah, you did a, You did do a good amount of traveling, and I, I think a lot of that came with short sleeve, but it's, like, I've had moments where, like, I've had friends, obviously, but it's, like, I see what you do, and I'm just so, like, I'm proud of you on everything I watch you doing, and you keep your, you keep your dignity, and you keep your pride, like, you're not going to work for someone who you don't like and, or who, not who you don't like, you'll work for someone you don't like, but you're not going to work for someone who does <laughs> kind of ship business. You know he what does, I mean? It's not a he, sellout. Yeah,
0: JP. Yeah, no. It's not a sellout.
1: No, he'll, so what I'm saying is like, he'll work <laughs> with anybody, but if it's a ship business, if someone that's doing ship business, he's not going to do it.
2: No. And and I've kind of seen that, that from very you.
1: quickly. Um, now where are you at now? You do you're still doing the short sleeve thing.
2: Yeah, so we still so I do travel occasionally with short sleeve when he gets some independent bookings. Uh right now I'm still with NCW. Basically feel like I'll be with NCW till I have my till I'm eventually done. Um Lucky yeah. Pro up in Mass. Yeah. And I'm actually going to be on tour next week for uh this promotion called UCW um, out in Halifax, so I'll be out in Canada. Oh, doing nice. my thing again.
1: Yeah. No, different, yeah you've different done the Canada, Canada trips. Them. Now, when you go up to, like, Canada, yep. how do you wrestle? Oh, I, wrestle I know that's anyway. a weird question, but, like, do you wrestle? <laughs> are you wrestling their normal guys, take or are it, they putting you against their...
0: clothes, yeah, old guys. Yeah, I mean, is it mud wrestling, <laughs> jello wrestling?
1: No, well, are they putting you against... Are they putting you against the the normal size wrestlers or are they putting you against other little wrestlers
2: no it's all against midgets i mean we can we can say midgets it's okay uh um, because okay. normally I've, I've either gone uh wrestling short sleeve because <laughs> he gets he's he basically gets his name out there so i either go when well, i in Canada, i'm wrestling short sleeve or we're bringing um i feel like it's our company i'll call it our company because even though i don't own it but midget wrestling warriors yeah Um, which we basically bring a whole group of midget wrestlers and just put on a show. Um, I basically, everyone, we've had probably about 10 guys come and go on that roster that I've combated with. So, I mean, it's all different, all different people, but mainly when I go up in Canada, it's all, it's all midget wrestlers, but that goes back to, to Bob. One of the things that helped me stand out was he trained me like everybody else. Like he said, like, max but like the max powers even like the brian malonis is the mike bennett's he trained me just like all of them did so i learned every like everybody else i didn't get the short end of the stick or just but, the, the little face <laughs> i got to, i got taught like and i took beatings like everybody else and that's what to me makes me i believe stand out more is i'm versatile like i know i can yeah.
1: I and, adapt to different styles and bob in the New England area at the time, Bob was the guy that was training the big guys, which is cool. You know, yeah, he, had the, he <laughs> had the, I think the, what the, was it Mike Sane was a Bob guy? Yeah, Mike Sane a, was a Bob guy. A lot guy, of like, the Mike bigger Sane. guys were were Bobs, and and then there's Robbie. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> for you to be able to <laughs> hang yeah. with those guys is, is cool, and it speaks for your character, I think.
2: Yeah. And then and you know cause i can definitely nope. i took up took a beating back in the day but i could like i said I, and i feel now I can still hang with any big guy out there but bob bob just threw me right into the wolves every week every week at training every show we got to um even like guys like congo congo is one of the biggest guys I've yep. been in the ring with he he was, Kongo
1: the, he, was you know, so good he's probably the most, <laughs> one of the most underrated people out there
2: um, I wouldn't say as much underrated because he's he's getting he's getting out there, but I think it's just more of he he just I don't know he just needs to have the right the right place to really showcase what he can do because it's pretty crazy how yeah. good of a how good of a wrestler he actually is.
1: Now, when you what do you prefer? Do you prefer wrestling as a midget or do you prefer wrestling like the? Doing like NCW, where you're gonna do the normal guys. I love NCW. <laughs> and Josh, the <laughs> NCW guys, those are the guys that do the um, the three way theater.
0: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I'm with you.
1: And that's uh, uh, that's their promotion. Yep.
2: The, I would say I probably prefer. It all depends on I'm wrestling. Um, okay. For pro- for probably the first seven years that I did uh, that I was in it anytime I wrestled a, sh- uh, a midget wrestler it was just no, it was not fun like besides short sleeves like I would be put with other guys and it just either it didn't click or they just weren't trained properly or they just had no like head-on game plan no real what do we do for the crowd thing they just did stupid things or want to do stupid things so for so long, I would do these shows with other midgets. And I literally, after every show, would text Bob, and he would vouch for this. I would text him, like, oh, my God, thank you for training me the right way. Holy cow, <laughs> these these people are terrible. Or this was just not <laughs> anything I would expect. And, yeah. But pro- not until probably we started. The Midget Wrestling Warriors actually started up is when – I didn't mind or I liked rather wrestling other people my size because we had people started having a roster of people that actually knew what they were doing and
1: actually could go bell to bell. Now, when you wrestle like short sleeve, are you doing the midgets boss, the like biting the ass and the the running around just, the ring?
0: Nope. I was just going to ask that. I was just <laughs> going to yeah. ask that same thing. Kind of, I don't mean to cut you guys, <laughs> but Robbie, what's the, like, what is the, you're talking about wrestling now, and and it's just it's bigger than it, it's ever been. Fortunately for everybody. Yep. Um, so every time we, as JP talked about, it was more. I mean, call it what it is. It, you guys were used more as a mocking type thing than actually taken as a little literal competitive type wrestling. Um, so I guess the question is: is man, is how how much has it changed from? Like JBL two now for you?
2: Ah, uh, you just—it's just wrestling in general. Like you look at, me not to compare, like what we are to compare to women, but you look at women for so long. Women were just a uh, just eye candy. They were just a brown panties only wrestling match that wasn't even a match to you know put in one girl trained with a whole roster of untrained divas or super managed valets. To you know, have starting to you know have training facilities and bring, actually bringing in women that could actually wrestle, and obviously it's grown to and developed to where they have their own pay per view, their own. They were at the main event of WrestleMania. It's just kind of like that. It's just we're on a different level where there's a lot more people that are taking time to learn their crafts to, that are midgets that actually want to to learn. And I've even from my time from when I started to now. There's a whole more plethora of people that are actually trained and actually want to improve and get better.
1: And I think you, I think it's actually, I was going to make the same comparison to the women because it does run, it's run very much parallel from
2: very parallel, but not being not uh, as
1: big. No, but it, it went from being a gimmick match to be, and that was the point I wanted to make. I knew the answer about yeah. you in short sleeve. You know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. That you guys actually wrestle, like it's going to be a wrestling match. It's not going to be the, the in the corner biting the person on the ass. Like <laughs> you're actually an athlete, like yeah, you are, that's very good. much so. Well,
2: that's it's, right. but that's always like the biggest compliment I get. A lot of places would bring in me in short sleep only expecting to see a comedy and see like two minutes of you know untrained just. Comedy goofy stuff, yeah. and then they see the match, and after, like, oh wow, like, hey, like, good job, like, you can actually wrestle. I'm like, yeah, that's how I was brought up in the business.
1: So, do you get that with Midget Warriors, though, or is it all wrestling, all real wrestling? Well, not really, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> what do you call it? I mean, that's uh, what we're trying to call it, right? There's a we have to differentiate the two because there is so a difference.
1: There's wrestling, and then there's midget wrestling, but like, what there's, he does, there's midget, Okay. There's midget style. I'd say we'll say there's the midget style. Perfect. And you're not the you're not the king of midget style.
0: Oh, I actually am.
1: I I am the king of midget style. That's a t-shirt right there.
2: That's yeah. That that is my t-shirt. I don't know what you're saying. You got to check out my merch more.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, do you get um? But if someone brought in the the midget warriors, do they get a um, little bit of the haha shit?
2: They get it in a sense of it's going to be done correctly or it's going to okay. be placed correctly. It's not yeah. just <laughs> done just to do it. It's not midgets going under the bu- under the ring, biting a
1: referee's ass for no reason at all. Then so, picking hold on, each other's not rockets. <laughs> you you guys don't live under the ring.
2: Um, I I think I changed under the ring once or two. I <laughs> hung out under the ring. A I couple I times know
1: for at CW. Here's a funny story is I know for a fact I've put you under the ring at one point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that was one of the that was probably
2: like the scariest half an hour of my life.
1: Being under oh, being under yeah. a wrestling ring There's people bumping yeah. in it and, and so Robbie was part of a stable with John Poe who John Poe was at least six six because he was my size and 300 pounds and Poe was probably in the ring when you were when you were under there yep because yep. that might have been when you turned on them
2: um no that was for a different time when I turned on them uh, I was actually in a in a sack in a sack bag. If I do remember, or I was in a chain. I think I was I think I was chained up.
1: Um, okay. by
2: Kathy. I think Kathy had me in a chain and I was she was walking me like a dog on a leash. Those and then I just
1: <laughs> those are some of like honestly, like that time was like some of the funnest I had at shows. And it was the people around, it was the storylines, like they brought Robbie in by having him do a body slam challenge. <laughs> What? Yeah, they brought him in. He was in the audience. And this is how he became a part of the stable, was they had this other guy, John Monroe, who was another big guy who they did a body slam challenge with every week. And they'd bring someone in who couldn't body slam him. And Robbie became like their pet for a long time.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Yes, it is awesome.
1: He was a great evil midget. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh god yes i was and then i used and then i got to play with fire towards the you, end that was that was the best
1: part you did do you remember where you were from uh oh, i do not remember i the, the, wrong, gonna, if the I hear... wrong the wrong side of the yellow brick road ah uh, that's right yes <laughs> that's awesome that's but that's just like it was that stuff that like the, at that point there the armory was selling out all the time like they they were putting 200 people in the armory when that wasn't happening at indie shows. And, like, from there, I think it was right after that, kind of, that you hooked up with Short Sleeve, right?
2: Uh, I was around or, that time. Uh, yeah. Short Sleeve, where, well, like, like, we didn't really, like, I did some things with them here and there every couple months or so. Nothing really too special. I didn't really hit, really hit like, the road road part with them at that point. I think we did a couple of things local, but... The it was probably a little more towards after that is when it actually kicked in of getting doing actual tours and living the doing the tour life for a while.
1: Now, where did you like? At what point did you start doing like the WWE shows? The going to the taping uh,
2: stuff. The first one was December of two thousand nine. I was nineteen. Uh, it was their Christmas episode actually that the, the first one was supposed to happen and it was down in um, down in Florida in Tampa, I believe, was where they were gonna film it. They had the raw and they brought it, they filmed, they brought us in the night before.
1: Uh, now, what was the reaction like when you go backstage? Do you feel like you got a different reaction than like a uh, a normal independent guy goes backstage? Because yeah. you you I, don't look like a midget. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. I, when I
2: stand next to, when I stand next to a midget, I don't look like a midget, unfortunately. But everyone <laughs> when they see me, but when they see me by myself, they always say, "Oh, look, it's the midget or oh, Hey, look, it's Robbie the the midget. I right. like,
1: "Yeah," and then they see then they see a guy like short sleeve, and it's well, like, "Oh." But that's not. even, I don't even mean height wise, because you're you're obviously very short. Sure. But I mean, like. Are you saying you're are one of those now. ugly midgets? You're not, like, chubby. <laughs> you're not, like, a. you don't have a very, you don't have that stereotypical midget look to you.
2: Right
1: now, I was, uh...
0: <laughs> you don't have the big forehead.
1: I'm, I'm being as unoffensive as possible, but, yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: but, yeah, basically,
1: prick. so, but, I mean, like, when you go backstage at something like that, do they just think you're like fucking part of catering or something?
2: <laughs> no, um, no. Well, when I walked in, I walked with I walked in with a couple a uh, couple of guys that were booked for the okay uh, for the mini DX thing. So they kind of just, oh yeah, he's part of the group. But you know, I couldn't grow facial hair to save my life, so I you know I don't know. They might have thought, oh, let's bring your kid to work day. You know, cause i saying was so, I, I mean, you, you remember, yeah. you, know, I always, you know, I couldn't grow hair to save my life on top of my oh. chin. So I always looked like a kid, no
1: matter what you did, but that word, that worked to your advantage. I think at some point as a performer, no. Yeah. Because it gave, well,
2: obviously when I was always good baby face, because it gave people a nice little kid look to, you know, to sympathize for, but now not make me look as old as I am. How
1: long have you been at it?
2: I've been doing this now, actually, I just celebrated uh, my 12th anniversary last
1: month, actually, so I've been, for a a show-wise, 12 12 years. That's insane, like, I remember, like, as you came to a lot of the show, you did what Bob preaches now, Mm -hmm. and I don't know, like, Bob preaches it publicly now, I don't know, he had to have been saying it in class back then, but, like, you were showing up at shows you weren't on and helping out, and that was literally, at least with NECW, the one I knew the office for, that was how you got yeah. on.
2: Yeah, no, I tried to do that everywhere I wanted to kind of get my name out or, you know, place to start a connection with. I would always try and go, obviously, go early, see if there's anything I could do to help, and obviously make sure everyone knew who I was and keep, my, keep a good reputation because, obviously, you know, everything now you – everything goes word of mouth, like, oh, I know this wrestler, that wrestler, yeah. I was like, well, no, I've seen that wrestler, I know where that wrestler is. So it makes more of a better connection and want people to book you that way.
1: And what's cool with you is you would you do that now with, like, I know with Bullet, like, you take Bullet to a lot of shows, and I've seen Bullet at Caleb's show <laughs> uh, last month, like, and he had a spot. And it's kind of yeah, cool Bull- to see you do that for someone else, you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: Bullet's been, uh, kind of my reverse Rob the Giant short sleeve Samson type thing obviously not as as much fame as short sleeve but with like the whole uh, you know giving me someone that I can show give the give the world to and help along the way and be honest he's probably one of my favorite people to actually wrestle
1: he's pretty good for for someone that's been in the business as little as he had at this point he's (laughs) his matches are fun to watch especially like I've seen him a few times with you at like Fenway and stuff
2: yeah, no, he's uh he's earned it and like he's for me I think what makes me more want to help him and more be obviously what's drawn us together as a friendship is like he actually wants it. He doesn't want it like as an oh I'm going to be a WWE wrestler. It's like no, he like he wants to learn, he wants to just get out there, he wants to have fun, he wants to enjoy it and he does. And to me that's what a lot of wrestlers are missing is like the passion, the actual passion and enjoyment of it not just a I'm going to do this to get noticed. No, I'm going to do this and have fun and give it my best and learn and continue on.
1: Now, where do you plan on going from where you're at now?
2: Uh, probably to my bed
1: from where <laughs> I am right now. <laughs> I'm with you. I know me and you both it today. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a,
2: it's a rough life now, but um, I don't know. I'm just at this point, I've, with everything that i've encountered with over the past couple of years um obviously i've had my few wd moments uh, i had one last year um that kind of hit home really hard um so it's kind of just seeing as long kind of chug along and seeing what opportunities come up i'm kind of not really hunting it i guess you could say for now i'm just keep on going and trying to enjoy it and have fun at this point Thanks. i just want to i just wanna I want to do what my eight, eight year old, nine year old self wanted to do, and that's just wrestle for fun. Enjoy. What about,
0: Robbie? What about, I mean, if you're not chasing that, I mean, what about training some of this, these younger generations of kids? I mean, you're even like tonight on, uh, on indie wrestling TV, you've got uncharted territory that Beyond is doing live now every Wednesdays. I mean, how, yep. is that something that like you've ever thought about? Maybe, I mean, you've got a ton of knowledge, a ton of psychological Knowledge in there, uh and uh, being trained by Bob, I mean, obviously, one of those human beings that is just—it's a good person. So, I mean, is that something you've ever given thought to?
2: Um, yes and no. I'm for people that do know me, I'm the most—I'm the least patient person. So I feel like <laughs> if I did that, like if I did like beginner beginner, that would be like the worst thing for me because i just want to go 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 and i want people to do things um but i do like helping people like i help Bull a lot um i had a kid a couple of years ago that i introduced to a school and had him brought up and once he kind of got the thing of the basics i was there at the those trainings to kind of help push him along but also help everybody else um that was there at the training so i mean it's it's a it's always an idea and something i do like to do is helping the younger generation or just the generation in general just anybody because a lot of people nowadays things get clicky or things are just not like they're frowned upon or there's just certain ways that they can only do things and i feel like that's wrong um yeah I'll, i'll never say anyone's teachings are wrong it's just you have to have an open mind and you have to like actually uh jp probably the you probably don't remember. Well, you'll remember this, but I don't think you remember the whole story. Um, a couple of years when um, the PWF show that they had the Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. That when they brought it in, so um, obviously that night I wrestled <laughs> Twister, the the the
1: baseball, the Worcester baseball mascot. Okay. You, oh, you remember do. that, right? I do, and so, I think I know yeah. where you're going with this. Yeah. The, the, the biggest
2: thing that opened up, this probably opened up my mind a million times more. Um, so they put me in, in a match with the actual guy who does the mascotting. So no training ability, no nothing, can't, can't, can't fall or can't bump in this costume. So I'm already dealing with less, you know, uh, less options of entertainment. So I pieces, put the match together as best I can with an untrained person but an entertainer and match happens and he forgets everything. Oh, he doesn't, doesn't go. It does. Doesn't go off how I'm planning in my head, thinking in my head, but the crowd was, they were laughing. They, they, they were entertained by the fact that this mascot's beating up this little prick who was just trying to sabotage the show. And, you know, the mascot's coming in, tossing, tossing me around you know, they were entertained by it. So I get in the back after and inside, I was beating myself up because I, it was a big show and I wanted to do so much more. I wanted to have a better, better match, a better opponent. But I just sat back and someone's like, Hey Robbie, how'd your match go? Like not being sarcastic, it's literally asking, Hey, how'd it go? And I just looked up and I was like, well, the crowd popped, the crowd liked it. And at that moment they had the honky tonk man. In our lock, he was in our locker room because he's on the show, and he literally just stopped and he in front of the whole locker room. He pointed out to me, he goes, "That's what I like to hear. That's what you don't hear anymore, is that the crowd liked it." It's like, you know, he went off about how he's tired of like spots and people trying to get all their stuff in just to entertain themselves, but it's more of the people that you're trying to focus on. And so at that point, I've always made it a point to see. What would a, what would this town want? What would these what are these kind of crowd? What are they into? Instead of just worrying about myself and doing what I think is good, it's like well, no, this, this town's where we want to we're going to keep coming back to, this, so we want to build, we want to see what entertains them. So based and I do that every time I go to a different show or a different arena, I try to feel the crowd and go
1: base off that. <laughs> it's
0: like setting the table, man. Oof. You got to set the you got to
1: set the table right before you can have a good dinner. <laughs> Was that the match? Did Alex Payne get involved in that?
2: No, that was not the Alex Payne match, I believe. Um,
1: <sighs> Alex I Payne is die. another big guy, and there was a match that he you were doing some kind of spot like that where it wasn't with someone who normally wrestled, and Alex yep. was supposed to come running in. And before the show, I was talking to you, like happened literally at a lot of shows, and Alex Payne just walks by going, I'm going midget tossing and kept walking <laughs> by it. Yep.
2: yep. That was, that was for for, I think like a whole year. That was our, that was our thing was midget tossing. Basically. I would take five back body drops from Alex Payne, every, every show. And it literally sounded and looked just like it was. It was midget. tossing,
1: <laughs> And that was like, I don't, I mean, Alex was awesome. And I, I, Saw Langer at this. I saw him at that same top rope show I was just talking about. He was he was just there hanging out. Like I, he's someone I see like once a year because he doesn't really do shows anymore. But he did those because he liked working with you. You know what I mean? He knew he was going to have an easy night. No, he did. He
2: did. I think he had more of a more of a fun night more than an easy night because he got to. Do a little,
0: so <laughs> beat up a little more than uh, he was than he expected. So, JP, <laughs> so we we're at a third. Let's we're at our third. Let's uh, let's take a minute to uh, recognize the old Podcoin boys and girls. All
1: right. So, and then look, uh, guys, Podcoin is new to us. We owe them a little bit of time right now. It's easy way to listen to your, to any podcast you like. Really, there's a ton on there, and it works like um, those reward sites where you get. So you get, like, so much for every Basically, minute you listen. For every
0: minute you listen to, or whatever podcast you listen to, you get rewarded for that. You gift. get coins. So yeah. it's just like yeah. if I was going to Chuck E. Cheese, but it's for, but it's for, for podcasts.
1: Yeah. This you is trade Chuck it E. In. Cheese
0: for podcasts, man.
1: You trade it in for gift cards for, like, Starbucks and places like that. So Fucking racers and You're pens welcome for and- your morning coffee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if they go to Podgoing, they have to subscribe to us before... They start
1: getting this I think stuff. They can just, they, I think they just listen to us, but they can subscribe to us on there. And then you can, I think you can listen to us every week and get more money every week.
0: No, seriously. You get gift cards for what? Like, cool shit? Like,
1: yeah, like, star, literally Starbucks, Best Buy, all that stuff.
0: Wow, that's pretty cool. And it, uh, So it's just podcoin.com. Oh, the, I have yeah, the app. It's Never the mind.
1: app. Yeah, it, it's the app on your phone, and they have both the iPhone and Android. So, yeah, we... Everybody's covered.
0: And they should probably listen to the, uh, we should recommend the Irish whip first.
1: Yeah. I know. Probably to the face guys are on there. Talking is on there. Talking mania. was the one who turned us on to it. So
0: yeah. Smart to death guys. I don't know if we're on there yet.
1: Yeah. Screw them.
0: How about the, how about the wrestling podcast about nothing?
1: They, I think they're on there. Yes, they are.
0: But we want you to go on.
1: We want you to go on and use your uh, the code Irish Whip.
0: That's right. Extra, There's a code.
1: You get an extra three hundred coins right off the bat.
0: No shit. Yeah. That's gonna get me my eraser.
1: There you go. You need <laughs> an eraser. You make a lot of mistakes.
0: Thanks, Podcoin.
1: Now, Robbie, if you had one favorite match that you've had so far, what's it been? do you have one or do you have a favorite like spot or moment
2: um probably i have a few favorites um i think one the one that stands out was probably in it was early on it was about 2009 i did a um i was out in regina saskatchewan out in canada doing a two week two and a half week tour with short sleeve and I was the heel and the crowd just for whatever they were just liking everything. And at the end they gave a standing ovation to me and to for short sleeves. Oh, so that, so that, then that was like my first real, like where someone still cheered. Well, someone gave a standing ovation to me um, especially being a heel. So that's always one match that stands out um, because also too, that's when, I kind of had a feel that I knew what I was doing and that I was, you know, wrestling maybe is actually something for me.
1: That's, um, and you've done a couple of those, like, I don't want to say long tours, but like two week tours or one week tours. When you do those, how many days are you actually wrestling?
2: Um, it's nor it's anywhere from you're probably wrestling three or four shows in a row off for a day or two back on, um, Normally, the norm, the norm is probably for a two week tour. It's about seven show, about seven or eight shows. Um, we did a one span where it was like eleven shows in fifteen days, uh, where literally we had three days off in between, and the rest, and then like one more day off, kind of thrown so, in midway. But the rest was just everything. so it's not <laughs> Every like, night.
1: it's not like just a weekend thing at that point.
2: Uh, at that point, no, no, it was. It was Monday through Monday through Thursday or fri- Monday through Friday, Friday through till Wednesday of just show after show. We'd wrestle, get um, especially with the Warriors. We would literally drive in an RV to a town, load up the show, go take a nap, eat dinner or whatever, do the show, uh, tear down everything, go to our hotel, sleep for four or five hours, and then get back in the van, RV, whatever we were doing and back on the road back at it no
1: so you guys when you guys travel like that you guys are the show you guys are the ring and that all of that
2: we're the we're the ring we're the ring crew we're the performers we're the merchandise people
1: we're literally literally for so long we were everything am i an asshole because i want to watch you guys set up the ring <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a, it was a smaller ring too,
2: so it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't always a big ring. We have um, we have a home uh, 13 by 13, I think it is, or a 12 by 12 ring. Wow,
1: that is that small. We
2: were... Yeah, it's small, and especially for well. I mean, I'm used to the pwf style ring, so to me, that right. adjustment in itself is being uh, <laughs> in a little in a smaller ring with no little to no space of so moving.
1: That's, now, do you still do – I know you do NCW, and you said uh, – I know you do uh, Lucky Pro, usually in Clinton, Mass. Yep. Um, do you still do a lot of the local shows, or is it really just those two at this point?
2: Uh, it's been those two. Uh, for a while, I was doing XWA I, uh, when they had their weekly – well, they still do uh, with their so, weekly throwdowns and occasional big shows. Um, but schedule conflicts, obviously, I had to step, step away yeah. from.
1: Um, but I was doing that for a while, but that's about it. I love for the, the NCW. Mo- I've never been to an XWA, and I, I don't know why. I just haven't made it down there. I, one of the shows that, if I'm going to try to go to a show and be in the audience, which doesn't happen often, I just don't have time anymore with mm-hmm. work and everything, I love I love NCW shows. Oh,
2: they're so, it's they're just so, so much, fun. they so fun.
1: You see a lot of they're guys... Just- Like, it's all local guys, but you, you know, you're a staple there. You got Steve the Turtle Weiner and, like, I think they use Insane Dick Lane, who I don't know, but I just think he's really fun to watch. (laughs) And there's just a lot of, like, it's gimmicks, and I love, I love that. And I like what, you know, I think that's just a great show, and it's family, there's family-friendly stuff. It's sort of like a mix of everything in there, though.
0: Is it like a Chikara yeah. show?
1: Not. It's not that far out there with the gimmicks, but it's like Insane Dick Lane is this. Like he's Rob,
0: a Robbie got that one. Oh man, not that far out there. That's,
1: he's a Insane Dick Lane is a super villain that is a tall, skinny guy, but he weighs what a thousand pounds or something.
2: Yep. the a, way he's uh, built, mag- yeah, magical it's,
1: suit. Yeah, you gotta you gotta look up Insane Dick Lane on uh on YouTube. It's I don't know the kid, he's just really fun to watch. But Steve the Turtle wine has been like a staple around here in Chikara for a while and Robbie's always there. <laughs> um AG's there or was there when he wasn't doing his thing all over the place.
2: Yeah. Uh Kellen, uh Ryan Yo, is still man.
1: he's yeah he's still staple. He's he's, he's gonna go until <laughs> That kid can he he can wrestle as well as anyone out there today.
2: Yeah, that's Man. that to me that's the most underrated. That's one of the yeah. underrated people is Kelly yep. because he's he's been around for so long, but he's also he can catch you off guard.
1: <laughs> yeah, he can put no, he puts so on a good, good show every time. He's so good. I'm glad when I see like I when I see him put himself out there a little because I just he's so underutilized, but. The sa- I'd say the same is true for you, because you're actually, like, I know, Robbie, I know you do your thing as a midget, but, you're like, you're an awesome fucking wrestler.
2: Yeah, the, uh, the only thing with that is I never got the the platforms, or the, well, no well, one never really saw through that, unfortunately.
1: Well, if you had During, platforms, uh, you might look a little taller.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then then, I'm, then I'm definitely not uh, getting as many bookings at that point.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, oh, yeah, that's, but yeah, no, it's just been, I mean, it's been so long since me and you really sat down and talked, too. Like, I saw, I think I saw you tweet the other day, and I was like, I gotta hit him up and see if he'll do this, and <sighs> I, I just knew it'd be fun. I knew it, like, I i was having a shitty day at work, and I was but I was looking forward to this, and then had some other decent stuff happen after work, so it's just been, like, a fun night, and I am so glad you're a part of it. And we do gotta, we gotta get together at some point, whether it's at a show or not, and,
2: no, def- definitely. definitely.
1: Are you do doing? Um, are you going down to Joe Bruin's thing in June?
2: Um, the Hall of Fame. Oh, the the Hall of eh, Probably not. I don't like to do those those too much. I mean, I don't know. I've never really. I've only done one. I've only gone to one, and that was because I was inducting short sleeves. So I kind of, and it was yeah, so so. But oh, I think I should eventually catch one of these, one yeah, of these uh, wait, games I, that
1: I'm not doing. I'm setting up a table, so if you yeah. want to come down and ha- hang out, I got the ants from Chikara coming through.
2: Ah, cool.
1: Uh, and we'll yeah. be recording. Yeah. You you could be an ant. I'm, I'm,
2: sur- I'm, sur- I'm, sur- I'm sur- surprised actually, they never thought about that idea. That
1: actually but, could become a thing here well, very quickly. The, the problem is they're all taller than you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but they never had a small ant that's they, that's that's unfortunate.
1: Come on. No, I suggest. I actually suggest that they put me in a mask and I'd be giant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so, ran that behind the so horrible that did not get okayed. You did not. I did, I swear to god, ask Green Ant. <laughs> 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 I totally suggested that. He told me they have a giant, but he's been stuck in the ant hole. <laughs> But, yeah, so if you if you do wind up coming through there, like just come through, hang out. I know I know the three-way theater guys are setting up a table, too, and we're going to do some kind of cross stuff with them.
2: Oh wow, nice. nice uh, with
1: Jake, nice. and that's Jake, JC, and our paver, so. Yep, yep. That I'm fucking a little scared on what's going to happen there. <laughs> But, no, it's, um... Robbie, it's been fucking awesome. And you got my number, so let's stay in touch, please. No, no, absolutely. It's definitely, yeah. Before we go, what else do you want to put over? Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and... Your MySpace. Make sure we get your MySpace in
2: there. I don't think I've accessed my MySpace in probably twelve years. Oh god, dude, I'd I and I still have, still have mine.
1: Mine is, mine is still out there. And there's no way I could ever remember how to log into that thing. Um, I might try after this.
0: <laughs>
1: MySpace. No, I'm. Oh man,
2: no, but I'm Instagram uh, at giant r a a seven eleven I think, and Instagram is giant r-a-a just that uh facebook stock me that's fine or add me on facebook at Robbie rujo good luck stumbling but if you can find me <laughs> <consent>.
0: <laughs> now yeah it's nice that's... Everybody, everybody only has one gimmick they use it's nice to know that
1: yeah is there, um, if, uh, if somebody, <laughs> that that was an earlier conversation, yep. I threw someone's shoot name out by, not by accident, but I, I, I know better <laughs> on a, uh, on a Facebook thing. But now if you wanted to book you, where would someone, how could someone do that? Just Twitter, Instagram and all that stuff.
2: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, privately, not Posting on the walls, hey, you want to wrestle this show in this day? Because that will definitely make me not consider anything at all. What,
1: what, what about a Facebook invitation? Yeah. I mean, d- d-
0: see, no, because that's be awful. Cause it, what, about, have, what about a Facebook poke? No, that's even weird listen i had
2: i had one a I, uh n c w does shows in bristol now um they're back at the ZFW and i um and you know it's it's one of my hometown shows so i send i blow up facebook and send the invites and i send it to a worker and they message me and like hey my book i'm like no, you jackass! Like I'm trying to promote show. <laughs> <Down> <laughs> the show. Just because you get an insight and you're a wrestler doesn't mean you're
1: on this show. You say I could almost guess who that was because somebody, uh, uh, a wrestler, made a tweet about something similar. To, uh, one of the local kids made uh, a tweet about that earlier in the week, and that's kind of why I said it like that. I didn't know that was. Yep. I didn't know you had done that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like,
2: done, like and, and it's not the first time. I think it's happened before. Or they're like. Oh, I'll go to your show if I'm booked. I'm like, no, like that—that's not the point. The point is you promote. I'm promote. i promoting something. I'm part of
1: jerk. It's totally yes, only that. You know? It's if you want to get booked, fucking show up and help. Show you where it's something.
2: Exactly. Exactly. You and know,
1: like Where like, oh, <laughs> was,
2: Bob. Bob. Bob promotes everything now. Bob shares yeah. every show, even even if it's if it's in fucking yeah. like Texas and he's spending the weekend in New Hampshire. He's he, yeah sharing
1: or inviting or everything on it so like i put over and i'll talk about this just for two minutes but like the stuff that bob puts out there for advice for wrestlers guys if you all take that as advice in life i guarantee your life will be better oh, you know if you run a business he's giving you business advice he's not giving wrestling advice it's business advice in actuality like you want to, you want your business to thrive. Show people your business is worth something. It's that simple. So, and that's and you're one of his. I don't know how. Were you early on in his training?
2: No, um, that was probably in the heat of it. Because um, early on, he had a lot a lot of younger. He had a lot more guys that panned out more. Um, by the time I started, they were already seasoned. Um, so I to, I would say I was kind of at the high point of his, of his school that he had a okay. school because he had his he had his own promotion so he was doing his own thing he's doing everything so it was kind of more at the high peak of his school and that uh, I started and I was primed in.
1: Nice, but Robbie, thank you. I'm I'm oh. glad we got to do this and we should do this more often, whether it's no, on this or absolutely. just hanging out. I get mm, a definitely. lot of love for you and I'm so proud of everything you've done over the past <laughs> couple of years, so
2: mm, I appreciate it, bro. You know you know you're you're always one of my my go to people. So I always appreciate you being there, you
1: know. That's always and I'm a fan, so uh, Josh, you got anything before we cut out?
0: No nah, man, I appreciate it. Robert, thank you so much for taking the time to It's always it's always fun and uh, you know, every time I get a chance to sit here, just kind of every once in a while interject and sit back with JP and one of his friends, it's, it's fun for me, so I just want to say thanks, man. It's a good time.
2: No, oh, I can appreciate it, I man. you
0: know.